With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 263 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I'm your host, Christian Piles. Joined as always by Willie Saylor. Look at Willie there. He's got his sleeves rolled. He looks like he took probably a half hour rolling those cuffs on those sleeves. He's, he's in a mood. Just be warned. I'm not sure what it is. There's a little heat coming PSU's way. Maybe that's got him a little a little fired I'm up. I'm not in a mood. You're just What's happy. You're just all happy this morning. Awesome. Usually you're not this happy. So No, no I'm pretty pretty happy guy, actually. Mm-mm. What's up? What's up? What's wrong with you? Is it sponsored by ASICS? It as a matter of fact, thank you, Willie. We are sponsored by ASICS. Flourishing Radio Live is proud to partner with ASICS, a fine brand in wrestling, in sport, and in life. And uh with that what a weekend. We say it every weekend because all the weekends in wrestling are awesome. And uh, plenty of storylines coming out of this weekend, particularly out of the Rutgers-Penn State duel, where we had a couple things. We had Suriano's Revenge. He smashed Devin Schnupp. We had Pie Gate from DeLuca and Zane. Zane, uh, or DeLuca, was popping his face quite frequently and with great vigor and velocity. As the Penn, State fan, the Penn State fans want to point out that there's more velocity in DeLuca's. Did they do, like, behind the science? They did a behind – they had a sports science sports episode. Sports science. Um, and they were measuring from, from – Velocity. From Forward elbow motion. at 90 to extension was .05 um, quicker. So science. But also, yes, DeLuca was, a little, was pr- a little dirty there. But you know what happens? And then the biggest story of all, Jason Nolf's injury default, his – Gnarly looking injury that, you know, if you, if you watch the Big Ten broadcast, they were right on it. And you, have you seen it? Mm-hmm. Multiple times, about a hundred times. D- did you also see that like something in his knee literally like moves, like there's something that goes jumps? <laughs> yes, I was. That was I bad. watched Shot by Van Bruyne. Oh my god, a hundred times, hundred times. Yeah. So, um, well, this is the whole dang thing. I wonder if we can get to the, um, because we got the clip going. 
get to the part where he actually gets injured. So right in that moment, you see Nolf's face as, as we got it up here. And um, immediately the question is, well, did the ref let this go too long? Should this have been a potentially dangerous type of situation here? Right about here. Yeah, it's the other angle though, right? There's great potential for danger. And it's Nolf turning into it like that that I think ultimately does it because um, – Nice. <laughs> Who did that? Nice, nice, nice text. That was uh, that was Bader. So he sits. He's kind of sitting into it, and you can tell Van Bril's got the ankle. To me, watching that, and I'm trying to like not be re- revisionist history here, hindsight 2020. But to me, it looks like there's no way anyone's scoring there, so it should have been blown potentially dangerous. Now mm-hmm. that could be hindsight. Um, but ultimately, it's something that, that Kale felt strongly about to the point that he complained about it and got a team point taken away. I don't know. I don't see. I mean, if there's no injury there and he calls stalemate a couple seconds later, is there anybody, anybody even talking about this? Of course this? not. I mean, of course. No. Obviously not. And I don't even. And I, I think that wrestlers a lot of times go against their own joint to either prevent a score or to, yeah. to score themselves. And I'm not saying. I'm not saying that Jason Nolf injured himself on that on that particular instance, but I don't think I don't think there was anything malicious from Van no. Brill. And do referees have to call potentially dangerous a little sooner? Maybe. Um, but you see a lot of times in power half stuff too, right? I mean, the kids going like this. If it hurts that bad, go, go over. Yeah, that's that's in in these scrambles. Sometimes there's not that simple that, path right. to to just go over. Now, it seemed to me like Nolf was sitting up into him. Where if he if he just turned down and kind of went ankle to ankle again, there's no way his knee is in that kind of distress. Um, so I don't know. With with the half stuff, it drives me crazy to see legal like perfectly executed perfectly half Nelson right only. Be called potentially dangerous because the guy's got extra flexibility in his shoulder. Right, he got extra. Some guys can do that. Oh, uh, and then and then they call it potentially dangerous, and they go, oh, classic, uh, uh, well, classic shoulder roll. If it hurt that bad, go over because there's nothing illegal about the hold. I ca- we call it potentially potentially near fall. Um, yeah, I mean, do you me- remember snakes? That guy, he could he could put his elbow in his other ear. It was kind of unbelievable. I mean, some guys just have that crazy like shoulder flexibility. But it, yeah, that's not really. We're not talking about talking about half Nelsons. We're talking about Jason Nolf right now. Um, so he's out for a period well, the, of time. The point is that sometimes when guys get in these scrambles and they funk and they and and they bend their knee in such a way that it's self-inflicted. And Nolf is, I mean, is is this a guy that? He's just gone to this scrambling well so many times. It was just like law of averages. Something was going to go wrong here in one of these ankle-to-ankle scrambles. I don't know. He's been doing it for three-plus years without so much as a, a limp, mm-hmm. right? So I just, I just think it was one. I, I view it as not like a victim of his like scrambling nature. Just like I view it as a body awareness mistake by Nolf that he never makes. He's the most kinesthetically aware wrestler probably in the country, right? Mm-hmm. So to see him turn in when you know, I, I don't know, just maybe he just felt like he was in better yeah, position Askren, than he was. Askren tweeted that he sees kids a lot at practice, and he's like, he has to stop those positions because kids will keep tw- keep 
twerking yeah. that. Because I guess unless you felt your body give out there, you don't know that you it don't will. know that it's about to give out. Right. And I mean, it was just one moment your knee's fine; the other, it's you know mm-hmm. reverberating inside your leg, and you're out. So, with I just I mean, I don't blame Van Brill. No. I don't know if I blame the official really. Um, in, right in hindsight, mm-hmm. maybe if he called it, then we're not talking about this and called it sooner. Um, I just hope that Jason. Oh my gosh! He comes back healthy because he's clearly the best wrestler. I, you don't like to see any wrestler um, miss the end of the season like that. No, it, it's going to make for some. Uh, he's having a Hodge type year. Yeah, w- what it does do, and, and this is you know not trying to make light of an injury, but it injects a real storyline into 157 now and the team race. So, well, so the I, dyna- the dominoes fall this way. One, they've got a duel coming up against Ohio State that's really uh, – it it continues to, I, I don't know, sh- shift, right? It was like Penn State, then Ohio State. Now then it was back to Penn State. Now it's looking like Ohio State again. So coming up for this duel – Well, Penn they, State could still win without them. They can totally win. That's but, one, one thing I was talking about. But for the team race at NCAAs, it's huge. I, it's, it's, it's not just huge. To me, it's not just huge. It's a bummer. Oh yeah, I mean that's. I mean, I mean, there is there is there a team race? Oh yeah. There are you is? kidding me? First of all, what are you just writing off Nolf right now? No, I'm saying I thought your scenarios was if Nolf is out. No, I'm saying just the Nolf injury changes the team race. Oh sure. Uh, Nolf's injury changes this duel. I'm saying if I'm saying if Nolf was out, there would be no team race. He ain't out. And, um, yeah, I mean, probably that's true, um, but I don't, I don't know. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that's a fact. I didn't say it was a fact. Yeah, yeah, but well, no, yeah, you were. You were saying. <laughs> no, I'm saying, saying definitively no team race if Nolf's out, no team race. And I'm saying, yeah, I, I would give Penn State a, a chance still mm. with no Nolf. Okay, I wouldn't. I know that, so that's where I, I disagree. Is it? You you think it's impossible that Penn State could have won by? 15 to 20 this year? I wouldn't pick that going in. No, not 15 to 20. I, mean, I think it's possible. I think possible, it's po- yeah. I think maybe. it's possible. Um, with with Nickley's emergence, and I mean, I think their big five were looking strong. I mean, Nickel, here's the thing Nickel had a couple close matches. Mm-hmm. Gravina, he he had a pin slave Gravina two years ago that was like Sports Center stuff. Like, it was like a. Standing what bottom leg cradle where he like flipped over. It was nuts. And it was a one point match. One point match with yes, Gravina coming at the end. Now I've been on the gravy train for quite some time. There's a couple trains that I conduct. The gravy train was one of my first trains ever. Okay. And he was right there. He was right there. Now he got hit for stalling at the end. Can he take down Bo Nickel? Man, maybe not. But it's 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 more about it's not about Gravina, actually, in this instance. It's more about Nickel not didn't separate against Abinator like I thought he might. He didn't How separate much do you look Gravina. into it though? I mean, for for about a period and a half, I was like, Miles Martin is unbelievable, and then he got he almost got cradled up by Steve Bowman for Dodge Mercury she- Titan Mercury. It's Chevy Dodge. It's for- Chevy Dodge. What is it? Steve Bowman Chevy Dodge. <laughs> Come on down, and get you a car. So, yeah, I know. Very true with Miles. These. That's one thing. the The best part about wrestling now is basically you can watch every match, but also and 
analytically, it's like you can become a prisoner of the moment a little bit too. Like literally period to period, you're like, Miles is going to win. Miles is gassing. Right. First period, Bo- you're like, Miles is going to beat Bo Nickel, dude. Miles, Miles, Miles is going to win. Miles is going to win NCAA title this year. Then in the third period, you're like, Bo's going to kill him. Dude, I hope Miles places. <laughs> Just like match <laughs> yeah. to match. Yeah. Match to match. You don't even know. So same with, same with Nickel. He's had two matches where, you know, guys, I th- looking back at Penn State's year earlier, Maybe guys were just laying down. I, I, we're because where was the fight? No one's fighting. What so guys just roll over for Penn State to just roll over in their backs? Not on per. I mean, not. I just think like the mystique, and they're just like, oh. But tougher guys are fighting back now, and you're seeing okay, they they're not just like otherworldly, you know, bonus points scored like they are. Well, I mean, Penn State is. They've put up bonus points in the at the NCAA tournament. I'm just saying this year, right now. I, yeah, I've, I'm uh, I've obviously aware. I don't think that people roll over for them. I think they probably get <laughs> pins on their own volition. Yeah, I know <laughs> that. I know that. I'm just saying, oh, Gravina, a year ago or two years ago, got completely steamrolled and embarrassed. And here he, he fought hard. Abinator fought hard. What, what do you want me to say? I don't know. I don't know what you're saying. All right. Maybe you're saying Gravina got tougher or something. I don't know. Yeah, maybe that's it. Maybe Gravina got tougher. I'm not sure. Wait. Wait, did he? Did you have? <laughs> did Gravina get pinned by Nickel? Was it him or was it someone else? You guys have no. I thought so too, but I thought it was. Well, sometimes you pin people, and sometimes you have close matches. That happens. I guess so. Miles Martin, Bo Nickel. What does this mean? So wait. So what's? Do you know anything about Nolf? I mean, <laughs> we're not gonna know anything, right? No, ever. Listen. Last year, Soriano was wrestling every day. Yeah, broken ankle. Listen, that's that's the I said this before Penn State started sending out their smoke screens. Um, do, any information that comes out of there, j- just just throw it away. Just <coughs> take it, print, You're right? As print soon it as, out and put it in the shredder. As soon as Nolf's knee goes like this, and he goes over, and he's like, uh, I'm like, well, this is gonna be a month and a half of confusion. Yep, because we're not gonna know anything, and we're Im- gonna get misinformation immediately. I start getting unsolicited inf- information. Uh, it's not that bad. Dislocated kneecap, one to three weeks. He'll be back for Big Tens, no problem. I'm like, really? That's just that's just out there already, right yeah. now. And then Kale's <coughs> like, yeah, we dodged a bullet. Blah blah blah. It's gonna be all right. We'll see him at Big Tens. Talk about the Big Jays not being pleased about. Cause, Ooh, because Kale didn't. Well, hold on. We, that's a, that's like a separate thing. We need. I think we need to first discuss Penn State smoke screens. Okay, because right now they're saying it's all good. Not it's all good, but first discuss the injury. Everything and anything, right? So from I've heard from an ingrown hair to a, it has to be amputated. Kale, Kale said, Kale said, bump shoulder, one to nine weeks. He'll be right back. Yeah, no, just kidding. He, he confirmed it. it was a lower body injury. It was a lower body injury, <laughs> which was that was that he gave us a lot there. That's mm-hmm. more than you also. Bo Nickel did ping Gravina last year. Okay, what, he did. What I found hilarious. So I, I found the coach's show where he said all this, like under Save the Century is like, yeah, we don't like to talk a lot about injuries. Oh, is yeah. that so? So, okay, so a year ago, they said, he said that Suriano is wrestling right now. Um, so that was not, tr- that he was not wrestling at all. He was, like, on the mat, like, doing push-ups. Like, <laughs> hand, like, hand fighting type stuff, but nothing, nothing wrestling. So, 
as far as this goes, I've heard it's really bad. And I've heard it's not that bad. So it's you're just trying to decipher, decipher this bad information. There's a lot of Twitter doctors out there that, that were getting their diagnoses out. Twitter doctors. Ben Askren, MD, he thought uh, maybe a LCL, PCL. Okay. There's yeah. there's a doctor that literally diagnoses videos on Twitter and uh, and he said I wonder if that's dislocated like a kneecap. Job. Why and then Matt paid to do that. Matt Manley says Oh Matt Manley. He weighed in, said it looks like an LCL injury to him. He's a former LCL injury sufferer. So Matt Manley would potentially know. So smoke screens. We're not gonna know. If you think you know, you're probably getting bad info. Cause they they it's the FBI, it's KGB. Nothing's getting out. You're not going to find out anything. Nolf doesn't know. Nolf's like, I have no idea what my injury is. They so, don't even tell him. So we probably won't see him in any duels, especially. This, no, they this, ruled that out. No this more weekend, duels. Big one with Ohio State. Not there. Um, depending on the severity of the injury, like last year, he could. Could or could not wrestle at Big Tens. Seems like, according to Nomad, he would not have to. Re- he could do the Suriano thing and default out and still qualify. Well, absolutely. That's no. That's that yeah, doesn't have we, to be. Can we talk about thing. that real quickly? I mean, you, uh, he could enter Big Tens. He's he'd get seated where he gets seated based on his season record, which would probably be f- top seated, and he could default out. He'd right. Step on the mat for one second and default out, thereby. He would DNP at Big Tens, and he'd get a wild card into the NCAA tournament. Yep. So, real quick, like the way they they allocate the automatic qualifiers is basically the same way they determine wild cards, right? Seven hundred win percentage, which he would be eighteen and one at going into Big Tens, eighteen and three after Big Tens if he did Seriano. Top thirty three RPI, which he will definitely have. Top thirty three coaches rank, which as long as he steps on the mat for one second, does Seriano, he'll have that. So, like, there's it's pretty much locked in that he's gonna qualify. So they don't need to wrestle him until March fifteenth, if need be. Okay. So, but he does need to weigh in. Yes, he does he need does to weigh need in. Does need to step on the mat. Yeah, Correct. You can't just like skip Big Tens. So smoke screens, probably a smoke screen. But I was told he's gonna wrestle wrestle at Big Tens. For what it's worth, I'm just distributing information. Take it for what it's worth, which is maybe not much, but it's people who are talking to people. Bonnie Ray, Bonnie Ray status. Who, um, if he even if he is healthy, would you wrestle Big Tens? Um, Just wh- your your personal preference. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, why? I guess is my question. Why? Why? For, for a Big Ten title, so you, your team can win Big Tens. Yeah, and it's not like Nolf is in a position where it's like, wow, well, you know, if I if I win Big Tens, it'll really help my seed. Who oh, cares? Who cares about your seed? You're you're the best wrestler at the weight. If you're healthy enough to win it, you'll win it. If you're not, you weren't going to if you were the one seed. Mm-hmm. So just, you know, if you get the three or four seed, it's not that big of a deal. Um, yeah, and it's not like he's in the, um, you know, SoCon or Pac-12, right? Like, Big Ten's good at his way. He's got Berger. He's got Kimmer. Pentelio, who's already given him a tough match. It's like, it'll be hard. Um, so I... If he doesn't wrestle, I won't be surprised, and I'll be understanding because I mean they didn't even win Big Tens last year. Who does anyone even talk about that? Mm-mm. No, it doesn't nope. matter. It's all about NCAA's, and it is tough. I'm trying to figure out if his style, 
his style with a knee injury, is it is his style better for a knee a guy with a knee injury or worse? Like, let's take someone like Burroughs. If Burroughs had a jacked up knee, I feel like that would be like really bad for him. Like, I feel like that would like jack up his style. But I feel like Nolf's creativity in different ways he could score. I feel like it. I feel like he can like creatively figure out a yeah, way to win more more than more than others. I don't know. He gets into a lot of bendy situations. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I know. But I don't think he'll have to. I I think. I I would like to see. I've seen him scramble a lot. How many times has he really put him, his knee in, in real peril like that? Yeah. I that's something I, I wanted to ask Mike. Well, Mel. it's one thing to have something pop, right? Like, have we ever seen Jason Nolf's knee? pop before no. no but it's another thing to get in those situations with a pre-existing condition mm-hmm. and you're gonna have that pain pre-existing condition it's true it's not like an insurance company right now so um, kale didn't talk to the media listen you, that's that's the ultimate disrespect in jersey he's going with a voice no he does voices you just did a voice no i did a it's your jersey you know you disrespect us talk to the media no, so Kale, listen, he don't want to. He don't want to answer your Suriano questions. He don't want to talk about Nolf's injury. He don't want to say what he thinks about how Deluca wrestled and how um, he thought the match was officiated. It's only going to get him in trouble. If you want to say it's unprofessional of him to do it, label Kale unprofessional. Maybe he is. Maybe it is his duty. And and every other coach faces the music after a match, but. If he, if you just want to slap him with that label, I still get why he didn't do it. Even if, even if his administration says, "Hey, you need to talk to the media," it's still probably the right decision because here's the thing: Kale doesn't like to give much to the media at all. But I feel like when he's fired up and upset, like he probably was because of the Nolf injury, how the match was officiated, there's probably some Suriano emotion there. Yeah. Uh, there's no, it's not likely he's going to say something great, something that's going to help his cause. He doesn't see the value in media anyways. So I I understand why he didn't do it. If you want to call him unprofessional, um, okay, fine. Then Kale's unprofessional. But Here. Oh, of what Here. he's supposed Kale, to do. Uh, Kale, what do you think about Suriano? Oh, he looked great. I've, what? It's ideal. He's what, not on our team. What, what would you think coming into the match wrestling him after he left your team? Oh, I thought Schnupp had it. I'm totally blown away. Okay. Uh, what's Nolf's injury? Um, a torn ACL. Yeah, out, out four to six weeks. Uh, did you think DeLuca was dirty? Yeah, he was a dirty cheater and the ref stinks. Okay. That's <laughs> what you wanted Kale to say? Is that what you wanted him to say? Why are you surprised that he didn't answer questions? I mean. Because everyone else in the country does. Yeah. Okay, so everybody else in the country does. So is it mandated by anybody? No. Just, is it mandated by? Is it mandated it by? Any, actu- it could actually be mandated, but yeah, I don't know if it is not. It's just like, for me, it's like yeah, he's probably supposed to. I bet he signed something. I bet there is something where Penn State is supposed to. Uh, you're supposed to probably. As I'm not. Coach, I'm just here so I don't get fined. Type thing. Yeah, you're supposed to do it probably. But listen, if he says. Okay, I know I'm supposed to do it. I'm not going to do it, and I'll face the music down the line. If right, that I mean, means I get called into the office, if that means I get a, a little fine, or if I have to do a move for, okay, I'll do that. But I'm not going to. But you're putting do it this right pressure here. on him. I mean, look at Bill Belichick. Uh, hey, how's Tom? How's Tom? Bra- Cincinnati. Hey, how's Tom Brady's hand? We're on to Philadelphia. 
Go, uh, go up there think, and do that. Do you think that there's going to be problems with Tom Brady's hand? Philadelphia. Uh, do you do you love Tom Brady? Philadelphia. That's why, is that what you want Kale to do? Because Kale can do that. Go up there and do that. Why? What's well, the point? One time, hey, he kind of does do that. One time, Kyle Brackey asked him what his team needed to work on, and he said wrestling. It was a great moment in journalism. He's like, what do they need to work on? He's like, wrestling. He at yeah. least spoke to us that day. Oh, wow. Wow. He gave Good us job. a lot. We had a whole, we had a whole page why, takeover. Why, so basically, he wasted your time and everybody else's time. No, he gave us, that was the only question he did that, too. He gave real answers for five or six before that. What? Not everyone can get, bring it out of him like you, Kyle. Yeah. You really, yeah. If you were there, if you were at Rutgers, if you were at Rutgers, he probably would have given you all the secrets. They need to work on wrestling. They don't know Nolf's no, health. Yeah, if you were there, he would have told you exactly what the diagnosis of Nolf's knee was. Yeah. Well, it looks Ooh. like an unstable BCL. So, yeah, he didn't talk to the, the NJ.com guy, lost his mind. He did lose his mind. He was like, I mean, <laughs> welcome to wrestling. He, this, guy, this guy obviously has not covered wrestling before. Yeah. Oh, Kale, Kale, Kale just left. Uh, welcome to wrestling. Yeah. Well, this isn't not really because every other coach does. I can't think. The only other uh, example, I had to go back two years, Ohio State National Duels, which was a 16-team tournament where they didn't talk to the media. But other than that, it basically happens every single time. Uh, I don't know. It don't know. absolutely do. does. It, no, it absolutely does. Yeah, yes. absolutely. Did you get an interview with John Smith? He gave interviews. We did, we chose to talk to Kevin Dresser. He gave um, interviews up by his locker room. He yeah. could have gone up there and done it. You've never been in a duel where the coach just wanders away. If you don't grab him, if you don't grab him, you don't you don't get him. Well, yeah, of at the course. Southern Scuffle, do they have a do they have a dedicated press conference? Well, now you're the moving the goalposts. We're talking yeah. tournaments or uh, duel meets here, Willie. Tournaments, okay. you know, we're different. It's like. Yeah. Uh, okay. Ohio University's leaves the, you know, Joel Greenlee's not making himself, a, I'm making myself available. Wait, John Smith's not going to go, hey, media, I'm you over just, here. If you guys right. want to talk to me. That's right. Yep. Exactly right. His, after, yes. every, after every NFL game, there's a, there's a press conference. That they have to go to or they get fined. And literally, exactly. literally they get drugged by a team exactly. personnel person. To, that is, doesn't what? happen in wrestling. Yes, SIDs absolutely do. Yeah. They always do. They they grab you like, hey. Now, Missouri's and Iowa State's literally did that for me this Here's weekend. the thing. They make them available. Like, if you if you have a question for the coach, maybe they're not going to have a dedicated sit behind the podium thing, drinking out of the Coke cup type of deal. But you grab an SID be like, hey, can we get a second with coach? Okay, yeah, sure, we'll get him. I've, I've never had him say he's not. I've never had uh, an SID say, no, not going to happen. Not doing it. Ever. I have. Who? When? Uh, Penn State at Oklahoma State last year. For who, John? Mm-hmm. No. For Kale. Okay. <laughs> so the example is Kale? No, wait. We have an interview with yeah, Kale. Yeah, we did an interview with Kale after that duel. So that's wrong. Um, it was, like, really tentative. He was like, it was like, well, he might come out after the thing. After well, the Well, we got room. it. There's an interview on our site of him doing that interview. There's a video. So your one example is not even an Well, example. it's, uh, okay. The, the, the point is, it's not... It's not routine, and it's not. I mean, there's not it's, a press conference what's after. Not there's not a. There's not a press conference after. Um, Listen, Minnesota, Michigan. You're not. I you're, guarantee you, Eggum talks to local media. 
I didn't say. I didn't say that. All right, I'm let's saying stop. it's not. It's not. As it's not resonate. Will it's, it's not getting through his head. So yeah. we should stop. Right. He can't get it. Um, it's not getting through my head. It's. It is not. It is 100 not. Mm-hmm. Is Rutgers a dirty team? No. I don't think they're a dirty team. There's a lot of that. Penn State fans a little upset. DeLuca was definitely out of line with his face <laughs> mashes. But other than that, that's what I loved about. Like, because I posted this picture of Zane yesterday. I was like, guys, Zane goes hands to the face all the time. I don't think Zane's a dirty wrestler, but he puts his mitts in guys' faces, like nose covered like that Call all that the time. Face. Yes, I understand DeLuca was clubbing and going crazy and raking. Like, that that's not the point. Zane goes hands to the face all the time. Yeah, he's doing better, though. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. He's uh, doing better about what? Hands to the face? He's not doing it as much. It was like a tick last year in it at the U.S. Open. People were sending me screenshots from matches earlier in the year where he. Oh, he was doing it during. Yeah. The, go count. Go count hands to the face from Zayn yeah. against Deluca. He did it. I would say no less than ten times. Yeah. Now he's not popping like Deluca was, but. Um, right. There's there's a, there's absolutely a difference. To the point that Zayn got warned for it. Right. Once. Mm-hmm. Deluca got warned, hit for a point, hit again for a point, yelled at the ref <laughs> one more point. So he gave away three points just on, uh, we'll call them antics. But, yeah, Delu- he he wrestled hard. I, th- I thought it's tough to say go out. It's tough to say these, these are the best guys in the country. Go out and fight and scrap and, and then to go out there and not do that, right? I mean, he's, he's in there battling. I, I thought he was fighting. I didn't think it was. Dude, stop. You can't do that. You can't. Well, he was. I mean, he was penalized for it. <clears throat> okay, but I mean, th- for you to act like I don't know how you can get a guy fired up and have them not punch him in the face. Well, it's pretty simple. Basically, um, every other wrestler in the country is, is somehow figures out a way to wrestle hard yet not go pop, pop, pop in the face repeatedly. Some somehow other wrestlers are able to strike that balance. <clears throat> I didn't think it was that egregious. I think. I mean, I thought it was. The, the, the penalties fit the crime. Yeah, and I agree and with that. I don't. I wouldn't say Deluca is a dirty wrestler. No, it was dirty. Dirty wrestling doesn't make you a dirty wrestler, okay. right? Actually, and to be fair, it is uncomfortable and it is not good sportsmanship to pop a guy in the face hard. But you'll take that over a guy. Rich and wrenching your ankle or your knee in these scrambles, which does happen in matches sometimes. You do see that. Um, I know there, there was an injury last year at the Southern Scuffle where a lot of people thought it, it was, I don't mean to get into the who, but there it was a blatant knee injury inflicted, right? That that happens sometimes. That maybe happens. Um, but, you know, on the, the measure of dirtiness, I mean, you know, Indian wrestlers, those are, they are. Kevin LaValle. That's dirty. Kevin, Kevin Lavalle will tweak you. He's tweak just try, he just wants your elbow. He's collecting elbows. Um, yeah, that doing that's, that doing that shoulder elbow stuff. That's dirty. Um, singlet grabbing. That's dirty. Rutgers not a dirty team. They wrestle hard. I thought they set a physical tone for the match. Uh, the Penn State stood up stood up to. They didn't run them out of the gym in terms of bonus points, but you know they. You look at it, they won. It was 8-2, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but Rutgers gave a... But Rutgers fought. They gave a respectable representation yeah. of themselves. Yeah. Um, so you give them... I, I give them credit. Great crowd, what is it? 
8,300 or something? Yeah, 8,300. That's freaking awesome. I don't know if that's a sellout. I don't know how much the rack holds, but um, very cool stuff. So 30 minutes on one duel. Okay. Sometimes yeah. happens. What, well, you want to go Oklahoma State, Missouri? Okay. Yeah, let's do it. Um, so John said that they were the underdogs, and they ended up getting beat. It was a crazy, crazy duel right from the start. Talk about self-inflicted. These standing gram, not even standing Grambies. Matt returned Grambies. Matt returned Grambies. I've wondered for years, how does no one get hurt? Everyone was just doing them so seamlessly. And now recently, everyone's just like landing awkwardly. I'm like, this is what, this is what it should look like. Yeah. A Gramby off a of Matt return is a preposterous physical act. And Barlow <laughs> concussed himself because I, you know, it's they a dangerous. Sure. I was glad too that they didn't call pitch. For the slam. Sometimes, sometimes you get those situations, and they. I, I saw in a high school match a couple weeks ago. Somebody sent me a clip. The, I think the, I know like a double leg type the, thing. I don't know. I thought it was a mat return. Oh, the, maybe a different thing. Oh no, I think it was Theorius Robeson. Okay, I didn't see it. I, yeah, I think it was Theorius Robeson. I don't know. It was. I don't know if it was a takedown or a mat return or what. And the kid ducked his head, and he like got banged up, and they disqualified Theorius. That's on the that's on the kid. That's on the other guy. Yeah. Right. Like, and I, I I'm hope that Barlow isn't hurt, um, too badly. But that's on Barlow. Yeah. That was at Reno, Willie, and I felt the exact same way about that one. The kid, the kid grambied, and and guys know how to prevent guys from rolling through now, and they're landing on their heads, and it's yeah, it's dangerous. Don't Dean do it. Did it too. A couple matches later, Dean did it right well, on his day. back. He did the next day against Parker. The next day, okay. Yeah, but uh, Jack Mueller did it against DeSanto. Yeah. Looked terrible. And Yeah, DeSanto was the one that ended up hurt because he hit oh, his yeah. head. And But, like, why are kids doing this? You're just going to hurt yourself. Yeah, I don't know, dude. It's a, it's, a crazy, it's a crazy wrestling move when you think about, like, the timing involved. I've it, always – so, anyways, Barlow gets hurt. He has concussion protocol. He's out. 6-0, Oklahoma State. Go to 33. Kate is dominating on his feet. Two takedowns to none, I think. Goes under. Gets banana split. Nearly pinned. There he goes. This is straight Metcalf style. And Ernesty was setting us up for like he had that near leg in. Basically. That's all he tried to do the whole period. Should that be should that be considered stalling? What Look, be? You know how the you can't banana split pin. No, you know you can't do a side headlock. You can't just have the ankle trapped. Uh, no, I, I don't think I, he just sat there with it for a long time. Anyway, he was uh, setting. He literally set up a pinning combination. Got the pinning combination. What is stalling about? <laughs> yeah. That is like that is like what people want. They're like, oh, guys, don't work um, on top for turns. Like, he got a turn. He got near fall points. What, uh, what so, do you, I don't understand what you're saying at all. What you should. Well, it's a side headlock. You he can was turn working people from for a, a turn and then got it. You can it. turn people from a side headlock too, Nomad. And people hung out with it for so long that they made it illegal. Okay, but you he, understand that, right? He got. I don't. I don't, I don't understand don't, how this is stalling. Well, I'll show you off air how that was set up. Willie knows. Yeah, I. Well, I, we're not going to show agree the whole it was period. Set up, but how does, that doesn't make any sense to me at all. Yeah, I, near leg. It's it's tough to stall with a near leg in, honestly. Okay, well, I'll show you the tape afterwards. Okay. Um, Willie's got tapes. We, just, we normally have. You have, what do you have? You have tapes? Well, like, uh, just digital. Just digital okay, copies. well, we'll watch the digital version after the okay. show. Okay, no Mr. tapes Mr. now. Mr. Semantics. I was excited for the tapes. 
Why does Cade take bottom? Good question. I'm guessing the coaches. I have no idea. He's the, he is one of the best takedown artists in the country. Anyway, at any weight. But he'll go up. He'll he'll have two takedowns to zero. In this match, take bottom against a long, lanky guy that can do stuff like that. He'll, um, gross. Yeah, Seth Gross. I mean, for what? For one point? Well, you could get a reversal. Double. Double your potential. And then you leave him up, and then how many is that resulting? Well, it still it's momentum. It's one point. <laughs> the, so, why? The reversal momentum. Why? He turns bottom the next day against Marcus Simmons. And got right. He, he, he's taking down Marcus Simmons left and right. Two times, two or three times in the first period. Takes bottom. Gets ridden out the whole period. What is the point? What is the point? What is what is the point? Even if he gets, even if he gets out in thirty seconds, even if he gets out in thirty seconds, he gets his one. I'm told it's a free point by most coaches. Okay, Cade Brock takes people down in thirty seconds. Yeah. There's there. Consider that a free point. Is it worth <laughs> the risk? Is the one point worth the risk? Uh, no. In it's case by case with Cade Brock. I would say certainly not. It's not worth the risk. Yeah. I mean, and you saw what happened in the third period. The thing is, Cade was limping around like he didn't. What if it, the split had him so messed up he wasn't able to go like catch and release three, four times in the third period? He would have lost. But he somehow he was so much better on his feet. I mean, so much better. He's so much better against almost everyone. From neutral. I mean, his loss to Parker his loss to Montori, he gets six pointed in the opening uh, period. Both his losses, he won the takedown battle by a wide margin. And look he at and like even, five takedowns on Montori. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, five takedowns to one and lost. And look at even some of these wins that he has. I mean, he had to rally to beat Ernestine nine eight or eight seven or whatever it was with with like five or six takedowns to none. Mm -hmm. Ernestine didn't get one takedown. Four to none, four zero, in the takedown battle. He so, frequently like the the. Story on him. Every match, he's going to give up a four or a six. Like, <laughs> repeatedly. Well, he, it's happened. He he is a, he's one where he, I still think he has the goods to win NCAAs this so year. But, man, five matches, I just don't know if he's not going to make a, a bonehead mistake, get ridden, end up on his back. And here's where when you can't get away, it really it can make things difficult if you cannot keep the match on your feet, right? Because, like we've seen, like with the Jordans, they they have the goods to come back. But if if a minute and a half gets eaten up after they get taken down, yep. it's really problematic. So having bottom issues, it, I mean, it's kind of obvious, but yet at the same time, it can really prevent those those crazy comebacks. So it's tough to trust Cade to go five matches without having one of those moments when you've seen Scotty Parker type things and you saw Montori mistake and then. We know what Seth Gross is bringing to the table. I think I think Cade's the guy with the best shot to beat Seth. As weird as that sounds, with his bottom issues and the fact that Seth would probably take top, um, maybe you go parterre for two minutes and just try to win the takedown battle against Seth. But yeah, why he takes bottom, I don't know. Uh, we had two journalists on the ground there in Stillwater. Uh, I would have asked John Smith that right away, but uh, I guess you guys didn't. Talking to Brian Smith and Jane Iron during well, the best part was there was two of you. Yeah, listen, um, I don't know. No, me either. 
If I asked him that, I would get the side eye. Oh, that's you, what I want to say. Have the, there is, have the, there is, um, there's people that are going to say, well, you take bottom because, well, what are you just going to ignore bottom? No, you don't. Doesn't mean you have to ignore bottom. It doesn't mean you don't have to work on bottom in practice. It means that in the competition, you don't put yourself at a, in a position where you can score less. True. True. Okay. Okay. So, then Meredith Heil. Meredith Heil. Nope. Ironman Heil. Nope. Ironman Heil. So, I mean, just Jaden looks like a dynamo right now. Heil, but but more than anything, more than Jaden looking great. The first exchange was weird. Um, we don't have the, like the first moments to take it, but it seemed like we do. Just, there we go. I, I don't know. He, Ironman was just set up on that. Heil looked real extended. I, I thought Heil came out and said, "Hey, you know what? I'm going to shoot a lot. I'm going to be more offensive." Right. That was, and in it the first totally, twenty seconds, he took a shot. And it totally it backfired against him. I, I think he's just. I don't know. I I think it's totally a confidence thing, right? It's total confidence. I mean, I don't know how it. Um, comes across on this digital edition. Yeah, uh, on the tape. But when you're live there, you could see and sense the um, unsureness. Like the the un. He didn't have the confidence. He didn't blow through anything. You could almost see him second guessing things. Right. He's got his hands. Even on. here, he. Well, that's Ironman. Ironman's hips were crazy, right? Yeah, Ironman's got some crazy hips. It didn't – oh, it was Bulu Allen and Deegan. They had some crazy weird things like that happen. But, yeah, totally stuck here. Ironman, Ironman's crazy dangerous. Maybe bad matchup. He's come a long way. But the story, in a way, is Dean Heil and it like, seems what is me, happening. It just seems to me like Dean lost a match earlier in the year and then – he went out and wrestled Jack, and Jack got a takedown within the final 20 seconds. And it just seems like Dean is, like, re-examining his existence. Like, it seems like he's questioning everything that he's done because yeah, he just didn't look right. He didn't look right in the opening seconds of Meredith. He didn't look right at all against... He didn't look good against Montserrat either. Parker, right. Parker. He didn't look... I mean, Kyle, you were there. You sense the same thing? Yeah, just... Unsure of everything, thinking through everything. Overthinking, it's, not committing. Yeah, it's weird and hard to watch. Yeah, it is. It's tough. I mean, part of me is like, man, would he benefit from like just getting sat out a week or week and a half? Just like off the mat, just... I was wondering too. Uh, hit the reset button. I mean, after the after the Missouri duel, we were like, he's certainly not wrestling through it, right? It's not like, uh-uh. or at least not at this point, he's not like wrestling through the problem. It's like it's getting worse. I wondered if they were going to put after the Missouri match. I wondered who they were going to wrestle. I we didn't they, think they were going to wrestle him because they'd weighed in Magaldo right. the night before too, and they weighed him in Sunday. They just didn't wrestle him. So we're, I'm, you know, we're thinking maybe they give him a break, but. Uh, I'm thinking, you know, maybe it'd be best to just get a W up there, right? Yeah. And then he got you Parker. Know, Parker. Yeah, which Parker is Power. Parker. All right, <gasps> so we'll just go right to that. Let's go to Parker Power. So Parker Power is a tweet that Trent or Travis Paulson, Travis. Travis sent after Ian Parker won against Dean Heil. He quote tweeted it, Parker Power, and several hammer emojis. Now, Travis... Coaches UVA, mm-hmm. okay, 
They're, Uni- a, they're a different institution. The fine University of Virginia, uh, one of the great public schools in in the country. And he has a 141-pounder there. So that was a little weird. He's but, cheering for another team. Well, he just said Parker Power. It doesn't mean he cheered for him. But he seemed excited about it. He used to coach Iowa State. Now, on its own, a little weird. With the backdrop of everyone knows that you are the coaches that are implicated in tampering with Kanan's store, and for you to quote tweet another Iowa State wrestler is the weirdest Twitter decision since, I don't know, so, maybe maybe ever, maybe ever. Um, so knowing so Kevin Dresser puts out that the Paulsons were pretty much... Well, He never. he's it, never said the Paulsons, okay, but, but it's <laughs> known. Right. Dresser says there will be ramifications. They were tampering. They've been contacting Kanan's door. That's part of the reason why Kanan's door's displeasure with this situation. Kevin Dresser puts that out the next day. Parker Power. Parker Power. So, all right, here's the deal. Kanan's store was, has confirmed to me that the Paulsons were in contact with him throughout this entire process. However. However. One, Kanan made sure to say they never, ever tried to recruit him to UVA. Two, they are his landlords. Okay? They own the property that he lives in. Okay? I'm sh- so basically it was like, how you doing? Where's rent? Okay. Three, he said they were – so most of their correspondence was either one – Landlord activities or two toilets clogged. <laughs> stop. Coiler or, alert. Stop. Or <laughs> mentorship. They were they were they had a close relationship, and just because they change coaching staffs, those relationships don't always leave. Now, sometimes those relationships are clear NCAA violations, but the the relationship that they had is is a healthy one where you know they're they're mentors to to Canaan. So he, he wanted that out there that it wasn't like. They were they was a ton of correspondence for months. Okay, that's not denied. I don't think the Paulsons they can't deny it. It's literally on the Documented. phone. It's on the phone records. They pulled, can they actually pull up like the they can pull up the words? I'm pretty sure you can pull up the, the text messages because the way I know like at NC State like you have your own there's like an in, a university phone and that's the one you're supposed to use. Um, so I'm sure something like that and they can pull it up and they have all the all the, the text messages and that. Right. So. I mean, and they that's what that. Kanan's saying. So, but like, it's gonna come up and say, "Hey, the the sink is the the garbage disposal isn't working," or it's gonna say, "Kanan, come to UVA because well, we're gonna be awesome." And I I believe Kanan that he said they probably didn't um, actively recruit. Say, "Hey, come to Virginia; it'll be better." But I, what but I'm saying is, it's gonna be documented. Yeah, whether yeah. they did or they didn't. Yeah, true. Um, but it's a T- to me, it's a, a unique situation that um, these guys would would actively. I mean, it is it is the most obvious. Everyone they have to take a rules test. They have to know the Paulsons know this is the rule. I don't know if they just simply thought there's no way anyone's going to look into this, but I mean, I, I don't know. It's a weird does it, weird mistake. Does it matter? Does it matter if? They're talking about. Um, no, it does not matter what they talk about. So they could be yeah. talking about the Cubs game. Yeah, it doesn't so matter. 
according to the rule book, they can't make any contact until they have a letter of like release. But then it also goes on to say each case is unique and applying case precedent precedent is difficult because all cases are different. What if what if you need your shower caulked? Right. If it's a caulking <laughs> issue, I think there's a there's actually there's a, cl- a caulk clause. The caulk clause, okay. as they call it, nine dash A dash B. Article. This is near the three scapula rule, Ty Nauman. Um So I think, I think with with Canaan, even if maybe if there was one correspondence where it was like, "Where's the rent check, Canaan?" and that was it, I'm sure that would fall under the unique circumstance that that they're talking about, where the NCA says this is a unique circumstance. But th- from what I understand, the volume of conversations and texts is beyond. Um, you know the water bill. Maybe that's why. Maybe that's why somebody mows your lawn and never talks to you because they just they they don't want to have communication with you. Yeah. Because maybe you're under scholarship from someone else. Maybe that's it. <laughs> did, Guys, did we tell this story? Before? I've told this story, but it's worth mentioning again because springtime's coming and my so somebody mows his lawn. All right. Like twice a month. And he doesn't pay for it. He doesn't even know who they are. Right. It's it's a sweet deal, guys. I highly recommend it. So ever since we've lived at uh, where we live now. <laughs> we, what? Why is that funny? I'm not going to give my address. Up give in, your address. No, I hope Johnny from Roanoke comes right to your door. <laughs> yeah, he might. Um, there's probably a Russian hitman looking for me. All the trash I talk. So... We move in, and then one, we don't have a mower. The lawn is dead, okay? When we moved in there a year and change ago, no, there's no lawn. It is, it is dead, dead earth. But then it starts to rain. You get a little, all of a sudden, boom, you hear. Somebody's they're, in my they're yard. In my, they're mowing my lawn. Somebody's like, in my happening? yard mowing. I don't ask any questions, right? It's you, a, don't lie. You hid. Okay, now we hide. He uh, hid. So here's the thing. It's like somebody's mowing my lawn. I ain't paying them. They, got, they hide in the... Cubby hole. We hear the vroom, boom, 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 boom. It's a, it's a, it's like a three-man crew. They edge the fence, they mow it, and they're gone in like 15 minutes, and the place looks like a million bucks. Okay, so now I'm like, we're not paying them. We have never at any point asked for this service. It just happens. They just mow the lawn. They just do it. I don't know why. It just happens. You don't know who they are. Don't know who. You they don't are. get a bill. But I'm certain they're getting paid. This is this is a this is a, a maybe it's a good Samaritans club. No, it's a business, and they're out there mowing my lawn every two weeks. Okay, so now I'm like, when they come, I'm like, I don't want anyone to ask any questions. I don't want them to be like, hey, where's the thing? I just hide. I simply hide. We just turn the lights down. We're like, well, they'll be gone in 15 minutes. And then they just keep coming back and mowing maybe, the lawn. Maybe maybe they think you're under scholarship from another institution. I think it is. I think I should thank they, the they, Paulsons. Yes. I feel like they're involved. Mower power. I have so many questions, but we'll get to them later. Yeah, we can get but to them later. What? I don't want to derail it with my, my with my lawn mowing fortune. It's great because I left my mower in Virginia, and I haven't had to buy one since. Um, so, yeah, I don't know what's – here's my thing. I right, saw so another thing, talking with Kanan. He's down to three schools, Michigan, Arizona State, and UVA, of course. So he's looking at them. Um, he's not ruled out any other schools. He's still kind of listening, but right now those are kind of like his three. Now my question is, because Dresser said there's going to be repercussions for this, for what they did. If Can Kanan even go to UVA after this? After it's like a clear recruiting violation? Yeah. Is he still allowed to go? Yeah, we're, I'm, we're driving back from um, 
Oklahoma State and talking to Christian on the phone is like, you know what's weird is if like Canaan would be allowed to go to UVA and then they sanctioned or they took scholarships away. I was like, no, why do you still get to go? <laughs> yeah, like, that, what? that's my thing. It's like, what? Why would he still be able to go to UVA after? If they said, yeah, that was improper. That was improper. We're gonna take sanctions away, but you can still go there. Yeah, but maybe I wonder. Will the sanctions be okay? Be we, like you stole a TV. Yeah, we're fining you. We're fining you fifty bucks. You can keep the TV. TV's fine. TV's fine there. We got it. You got the entertainment system. Okay, you got Direct TV set up. We get it. The big game's coming. Well, understood. Isn't the larger question and and because like there's so few recruiting violations in wrestling, I don't know what would happen. But like, if there's a recruiting violation in any sport Mm -hmm. and that coach then gets fired, but you've already like done all your paperwork to come. Right? I mean, isn't that kind of a risk also? I don't know. Uh, potentially. So, I don't know where Kane's going. I don't know what the Paulsons are doing. Um, yeah, it is. it is. What are you doing? What are you doing for the duel this week? Mm, I don't know. Ohio State, Penn State. Ohio State, Penn State. I'm definitely watching. Not that much. So, oh, how about we haven't talked about this either. Tom mean? Ryan is not pleased. Tom Ryan is not pleased. He is with not Kale happy Anderson. with Kale. Those two guys, not friends. They're not I'm, friends. I'm ready to go on record. They're not friends with each other. Um, <laughs> there's something I'm not even gonna say it. But it's, you can say it. No, I mean, I mean you could say the fact that there's. It's funny how they communicate. They communicate in funny ways, and uh, Kale is a <laughs> piece of work, funny communicator. So Tom wants this in a big thing. He wants it at BJC. Um, Kale's like, no, don't call my facility nice or n- small. It's not nice. And they're not going to, they're going to wrestle at rec hall. And the, I guess the thing that Tom, that Tom is most upset about is that they're not getting allocated many tickets, tickets, which I didn't know how much that was a thing. I mean, at rec hall, how many tickets can you possibly allocate a fan base? Right. It's like the place seats like 6,000. What? How many are you looking for? Apparently, they were allotted like seventy-five, um, which that, I'm not trying to say that's many. That's not many at all. But seventy-five, okay, the parents can go. Like that's fair. Parents. Well, and- I mean, here, I understand Tom Ryan's point. Tom Ryan's point is, hey man, in big boy sports, let's you know, let's let's let my guys, let's let my fans travel. They want to see the duel, or you know, they want to come see it. Um, on the other hand. Um, how many, how many teams travel? I mean, you know, when, when, well, I don't think it's that. I don't, I don't think it's even that, that the fan base travels, but you're right. Not many Iowa, Penn state, not even, I don't know. Ohio state, they would probably travel for this cause it's not that far, but only a few fan bases travel. But I think the larger point is why would we not have this at a bigger venue? That's, that's Tom's initial thing was let's have this at a big place and pack it, put a huge crowd in a huge venue because we know the demand is going to be so high. We have you have these Bryce Jordan Center matches for you've had it for Pitt, you've had it for Lehigh, you're having it for Iowa on um Well, they only usually have one or two, right? I guess right. Tom Tom could be saying, "Why if you have one or two every year, why the heck aren't we the one?" Exactly. To to which I say, "Well, clearly they would have tried, right? Like to me, Penn State has Bryce Jordan Center matches, right? They have them a couple every year." Obviously, they 
if they could prioritize and choose, they would make it the Ohio State one if they I had the option. I figure the way I look at it is like they had no option to make this. I think what Tom's saying, you're telling me if Kale Sanderson goes to the administration and says, I want the Ohio State duel at Bryce Jordan Center, they're going to say no? I'm, I literally probably think that happened. I literally think they said, because I, I'm not entirely positive, but I think the Bryce Jordan Center is like a, a it's so somewhat stupid. It's separate. Not, it's, it's right on campus. The, the school uses It's right it. next to like Beaver Stadium, but it's, it's a, not owned by the university. It's a men's basketball game the same day. Right. <clears throat> but, it, but to Tom Ryan's point, or to you know, devil's advocate, why does the basketball game supersede that? True. Yeah, I, I understand well, that. They had the basketball game at Rec Hall. I, I'm, I'm simply assuming that basketball or whoever said, we, we can't do it. We can't make this accommodation. We can't do it on this weekend. Maybe now, hold, hold the phone, though, because isn't there, isn't there some uh, hypothetical where Kale Sanderson wants it small? Kale Sanderson wants it um, all – Penn State centric? No, I don't want your Ohio State fans here. I want my season tickets there. I want it tight and compact and six thousand people and bearing down on you. Is there, and is there is there any chance of that? I honestly I would don't say I, don't say there's no chance of that. Honestly, I would have said no, but I mean maybe. Do you it, not recall Curtain Gate? Hey, hold on, shh, be quiet. Just stop talking. Um, <laughs> I was uh, honestly, I feel like. Kale would want um, a bigger crowd for this. I mean, he did two years ago when it was Ohio State and Penn State, uh, and those were the two best teams, or up there for the two best teams. He wanted it then. Why would he not want it now? Why would he want it for um, – I'll tell you why. Stop talking. Do you remember when he put up the curtains? That was Iowa State. Yeah, that was a long time ago. I mean, there's precedent there, though. There's precedent that – I don't want you. I, I don't want Iowa fans coming over in my my place. I want to control the crowd. I want to control. Um, Listen, this is not the apples and oranges. You're talking about Iowa's fan base in Iowa. Sure. Of course, they're yeah. Th- that was smart. Curtain Gate was probably smart. It's just cyclones only, and you can get your 50 fans in here, and that's fine. Is but it, BJC? It's gonna be. It'll be at minimum. 90% Penn State fans there. Mm-hmm. Minimum. I mean, there's there's no way. Ohio State doesn't try. Listen, the year after Ohio State won a national title, they had they had a crickets crowd for, like, their home opener when they did all this crazy stuff for a big duel. Yeah. They, they don't have that Penn State-level fan base right now. I'm sorry. So it's not like it's the Iowa Hawkeyes and they're an hour away. It's True. Ohio State, and they don't really travel that well. True. I'm just saying that there is – Kale is very conscious about it. Yeah, perhaps, perhaps so. Um, but he also says like that. That was when. Yeah, I don't know why they why he made that decision c- completely. But I know Kale really prioritizes having a packed full crowd. That's really important to him. And uh, he would have. It's it's just such a different era from what uh, Iowa State was then and what Penn State is now. Sure. Which is, first of all, they pull from a much bigger population. There's a much bigger fan base around, and they're not smack dab in the middle of enemy territory right they're not yeah Ames <clears throat> probably has in the Ames area there's probably tons of, of Hawkeye fans yeah so um, yeah that's why I say it's apples and oranges so maybe I just don't see why he would would want that I think he would want it at BJC 
I could be wrong. Maybe maybe Kale could just say, poof, this is at BJC now. And, and he wanted and I just want his tight and I want Penn State or Ohio State to be nervous. In which maybe case, I wouldn't that. even – I wouldn't really blame him either. No, if you think it gives – if you – you literally think that the the venue is going to give you a competitive advantage and that having it rec hall who cares how big it is if he did that i don't ju- i don't judge that necessarily and let's be clear too tom uh, kale is not kale's not apt to side with tom and make his t- kale's upset that they sat bow last year yes i mean he's that's a real thing he is up yes that really bothered him it bothered him when Bo Jordan did not wrestle Mark Hall. Um, fair or not, that bothered Kale. Fact. So I, I don't think he's like I'm not I'm not making any exceptions for you, Tom Ryan. I'm not I'm gonna do what I want to do when I want to do it. And I'm gonna get my little barbs in back and forth in our uh, our correspondence. But um yeah I, I understand if that's if he did make that choice, I don't think he would um, but if he did, I don't. I don't judge that, and I, maybe I won't even rule that out. Um, but I think he would want it at, at BJC, and it just wasn't possible. That's how yeah. I view it. Um, you know, maybe someone can get get the details on that. I have two questions. Oh, oh, he has two. One: Can Ohio State fans still purchase tickets on the open market? Yeah. Okay. I mean, Second, free market still rules. Yeah, right on. All right, so they can still go. Second. What? How much control does Penn State Wrestling have over the ticket prices, like non-season tickets, within the the rec hall as opposed to the BJC? Like, can they price gouge, for lack of a better term, and say, yeah, these are going to be f- three, four, five times what it normally costs? Do they have the ability to do that? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know the box uh, office. Call Mr. Stub- Mr. Hub. Stubhub. First name Stubhub. I'm not talking about Stubhub. I'm talking about their uh, first yeah, rate sale. We don't sale. run ticket. Call, yeah, I don't we know. Because if that's the case, and he's like, "Yeah, I want, I want tickets to be two hundred dollars as opposed to thirty or whatever," well, that's okay. kind of interesting. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think so. But I mean, maybe. But I, I doubt that has much to, much to do with it. So yeah, that's an interesting wrinkle in coming up on this week's hey, match. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta go OT. We gotta go OT because be done. Listen, Downey, <sighs> PD three. What? I don't want to talk about him. You want we? I mean, this is closure. This has been like nine months of speculation and master's thesis and degrees Dr. and Down. GREs and post grad and twenty two credits and C in South Beach and all kinds of message boards and speculation and where he's gonna go. Where is it gonna be in the? Shout Line out! Up. To, shout out to the haters. Shout out to the early. haters. PD two. Oh. And guess what? He ain't going. It's closed. Case closed. It's over. No PD three on Iowa. No, it's not happening. I don't want to even say anything else other than it's not happening. And um, yeah. What? What do you mean you don't want to say anything else? You don't want to say why he's not going? Yeah. I mean, who? It doesn't matter. The guy can't get out. I mean, he couldn't get in. He's not on the team. It was. I, I mean, there's people saying maybe no. grades from maybe he couldn't. Maybe it was an NCAA well, thing. They wouldn't release him. Maybe it was a drug test while he was there. There's lots of stuff going around. Yeah, a lot of stuff going around. 
classic. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Hopefully, uh, you know, wish Pat the best, but you know, nothing. I'm not gonna say anything else. Move US on. He's not wrestling in Iowa. He didn't make it in. It's not happening, and and that's it. And I don't know if he's gonna stick around Hawkeye Wrestling Club. I say, who cares? I mean, what? <laughs> I'm not saying what. Okay. You have to give finality to the Pat Downey situation, which yes. been going on for nine months. I agree. Now you want to move on? Move on. I grant. But we had to talk about it. I grant finality to PD3. Dilly dilly. Dilly dilly. To PD3. PD3. Bo Nickel U.S. Open end of April. Oh, I already. I've seen that match. I know. We it did. lasted 36 seconds. He got teched immediately. Um. <laughs> <laughs> but but he wrestled three matches. But <coughs> I was tired. We didn't even get into Ari Regan. We will right now. We can right now. We're getting the your your Ari. David right Taylor now. won it. Um, Tamara Stock won it. Kyle Snyder. Kyle Snyder back to back like Tamara. Um, David Taylor. I was both scared and impressed because he was down literally every match, including four zero to the Cuban in his first match, and then. Uh, came back and won. So I don't know how to feel about that, but I should feel that it's bad these falling holes or feel should feel great that he's coming back and pinning people. Great against uh Salim. Yes. Yes. What is his name? Salim? Yes, yeah, Salim yeah. Um it's a good win. Olympic silver it, another previous world silver. Hey. And Salim I thought because Salim I thought looked good. Yeah. Um David just had an answer for everything. So, it, he, he was I'm, down one zero to him. Yeah. Uh, without just going the the breakdown of Uregan, let's talk long term. David Taylor is yes, Danny Chirati going to be in his weight for Worlds? Possibly not. Going up to ninety two for Asian Championships. That's interesting to me. So holy cow, we could have Sajulayev, yes, Danny Chirati. Mm-hmm. But for American interest, that's just well, yeah. But that's Jane's weight. But for David Taylor. We're all penciling David in for this team. And if you start to look, there's only a couple guys in the world that can beat David Taylor, right? Very few. The list is maybe like two to three guys. And if Sajulayev's up, and if Yazdantra's up, who he's beaten. Who's already beaten. But, you know, that's a guy that can definitely beat David. I have some some reservations about that. Maybe he's up for 92. I, I don't see him going 92 for Worlds. I'll believe that when I see it. Believe that. You think? You think? They really? want him to be a 97. They want him to be a 97? Yeah. For what reason? And he what? has never been the same weight consecutive years. I, I, I know, but at some, time, at some point he has to stop growing. Or I knew that. You could see his frame and you knew he was going to continue to grow. But at this point, I mean. 92. Why? Why does he have to go 97? 92, 97. 25, 125, wrap back around 57. Mm-hmm. That's right. going to happen. So I think, uh, yeah. I so believe I believe 92 at Worlds when I see it. I think he's going to be at 86. But if he wants to go 92. All right. Russia is complaining. They're whiny babies about the weigh-in rules. Somehow high schoolers around America do it for <laughs> months on end. But um, in Krasnyarsk, Russia... They have a problem with it. Can you um, maybe... They don't have a cafeteria. Do you have anything to... Yeah, they don't have a cafeteria. I don't know. Well, what I saw was was 
Mamishvili said, so they had, uh, the, the biggest Russian tournament's Podubny, right? That was, like, right before Uregan. So he said they're going to send a letter to UW basically complaining that they didn't like the weigh-in procedures. They don't like the morning weigh-ins. They don't like uh, having to having to, to wait for, from, you know, a certain amount of time, which, as you're saying, like, 84, 97, 285s do all the time. So I w- I'm really curious to see this letter that's going to come from Russia, the Russian Federation to UWW. They don't like waiting after weigh-ins, but they used to wait an entire day. So. Yeah. Uh, I, don't, I don't understand. Listen, I- I'll say this. The way UW changes its rules, I would not be surprised if they go back to the old way eventually. If Russia is this vehemently against it, and, and we said it immediately, they're going to hate this. All these Europeans are going to hate this. I mean, really, it only benefits – America. I think ultimately it benefits the health of the sport because I think you're going to Why does not it only see... benefit America? Well, uh, why would it help anyone else? Because the foreigners cut more weight and we know how to do it on the day of weigh-in and recovery thing. They have no idea. They don't know that a 57 in the old system is not a 57 anymore. Um, that's my that's my take on it. Yeah, I mean you know, the rules the rule was put in place to improve the safety and health of the athletes though mm-hmm. so i don't i don't know if uww will go back on it and say well they don't like it well no kidding they don't like it real quick um I'd also, like, sorry well good well go ahead good no man I, I just wanted to say so real quick Eureka was a, a ranking tournament for the purposes of yes, uh men's freestyle and i just wanted to say snyder extended his lead which with Sedge Live going down, he's like 31 over the next guy. So he's probably going to be the one seed. And then Gwiz right now currently the one seed as well. Okay, that's what I was going to bring up. Uh, I have a little bit of a problem with this. I mean, I like the rankings tournament. I like I like the direction that they're going, but there's still things that need to be worked out. They're having rankings tournaments for seeding at Worlds under conditions that that's not the conditions at Worlds. This is a one-day tournament, one-day weigh-in, and you're getting rankings for something that's going to be in a two-days format. Well, I mean, you could say the same about the big or ACC tournament or the um, – there's a lot of one-day conference tournaments that go to feed to a three-day NCAA sure. tournament. There's no three-day tournaments. Yep. Ever. Um, I know, right? It's our only – our championships are held under a format – that is unreplicated earlier in the season. It's uh, insane. No, it's weird. Um, do you think that it being ranked a ranking tournament and limiting it to three Russians, do you think it hurt the tournament? Yeah. I think it hurts the tournament. I think it hurts the strength and the mystique of it. Um, they made it a rankings tournament because it's this it's great. Just big great tournament, but then they neutered it by only having three Russians allowed. And I get the premise, I get the the idea, the idea of that going in, but then they should have realized like the the rankings points don't carry over. So what does it matter? If there's right, 50. like like if there's fifty yeah, we, if there's fifty Russians there and Christian is Russian and he wins it, but then he doesn't make the team, he doesn't have the points. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so that's Uregan. Great tournament. Um, cool stuff. Let's uh. Let's look, let me look at the doc here briefly. And I asked for questions, and we didn't get to any. So let's just let's just do a brief, brief quick, question. Brief question. Okay, if Nolf can't go, who's favored? He means favored to win NCAAs. Uh, Kemmer. I don't know. Kemmer. 
We'll see. Will McFadden get at Nationals if he goes undefeated this year? I'll say two. He's currently uh, ranked third. Mm-hmm. Imar loses or Chinzo loses. Um, I think I think he can get the two seed. What do you think of Rucker's head slapping? Where I talked about it. was it wrestling or stalling? As Kale mentioned, I don't think it's stalling. It's not wrestling. It's somewhere in between. Uh, when will women's be sanctioned by NCAA's? What rule style will it be? I don't know. And also, I would say probably freestyle. If I had to guess, it um, should be. I would think freestyle, right? That would make more sense. Um, how come more high school coaches aren't hired as D1 head coaches? I have no idea. I have no idea. I mean, I think there's some mystique around it, but I mean, look at I mean, look at Dresser. We're talking about high school. Dresser and Goodell. Dresser and Goodell too. I mean, to me, I don't understand why. You know, there's there's some there's some tra- things that Je- Jeff Buxton would be a great college coach. Mm-hmm. I guarantee it. I guarantee that that Jeff Jordan would be a great coach. Um, I bet Dave Bell would do a great job. I bet there's a lot of good high school coaches that would. Now, do they have the aspirations? I don't know. But I don't know why more aren't because I know they could do a good job if they mm-hmm. if they were given the opportunity. Are they? Do they want the opportunity? Because the way it works now, it's be a good wrestler – get a high-profile assistant job and then become a head coach or just skip all that and become the head coach because you were good at wrestling. It's like your wrestling career in many instances. Now there's Brian Smith type type situations. but Well, I mean, don't forget that the Kevin Dresser was very good in college. That's true. But made his bones. There's a, there's a, he made his bones. There's a nice. ton of NCAA champions. Yeah. Tons of NCAA champions. You know, I say that. It's kind of a weird thing to say, but, you know, there's 10 every single year. For 30 years, and they all are old enough to coach. So I don't know. I don't know why more aren't. But I know I will say that there's many that could do a good job. And if I'll say that if administrations are ruling someone out because they don't have uh, D1 experience, uh, I think that's a mistake. Um, do you think Dean's struggling so much this year and guys like Delgado in the past struggling so much in their fifth year is a good point to not redshirt true freshmen? Yes, I do, um, who are ready to go right away. Um, yeah, I think that is a good point. Now, with why, why, what does that mean? Because by the time they're at the fifth year, something happens to them. Yeah, they just you know five years, just a lot of miles on the tires, and they're just not the same guy. No, I don't know if it's uh, with Jesse. Was it wear and tear? Yeah, he was hurt. He was not the same guy. Um, or the famous thing, Jesse was hurt. Yeah, absolutely. Jesse was hurt his fifth year. He could have redshirted that year and been back the next year because he was healthy yeah as yeah there's that but i don't think it's the wear and tear and the miles and stuff i mean nico was a fifth year it's the only time he won a title coming I mean, off the, yeah just about to say coming right off red shirt coming right off a year where he wrestled zero d1 matches he took he completely took a year off in between um he's oh, oh, so he, you're, you're, he's okay. one of the rare examples uh, actually um so yeah i think that's what are the possibilities of PSU pulling uh, Suriano again if Nolf can't go by NCAA? Possibilities are great. They they would probably do the exact same thing again. They don't care if yeah. they don't they don't care if Suriano is eating a spot for. It's someone. not only it's not even pulling a Suriano. It's the right thing to do. Well, I don't know about right. What what benefit is there to when you know Suriano cannot wrestle and you enter him oh, anyways? Uh, you enter him in NCAAs knowing full well there's no medical way you can wrestle. Just I to... thought they meant the Big Ten thing. Oh, no. Yeah, that is the right thing. Tony Ramos wants to know when we're going to do some ACC whiteboard wars. I don't know. I don't know, Tony. When there's a good duel. Huh? When there's a good duel. 
That's a great answer for Bracky when there's a really good duel. I mean, we listen, these are primo matchups that we do. I will do, uh, Tony's not going to like this answer very much, but uh, NC State, Ohio State, we should do a whiteboard war for that one. That'd be a good one. Is that happening? NC yes. State, Ohio State, yeah. Yeah, last, last match of the year for both teams, February 18th. Hydley's last test, right? Before conferences? Um, to stay undefeated. What do you think about PD3's waiver request being denied when he was released by his previous school when Nick Seriano was granted his waiver despite the rule to sit a year? Those situations could not be more different. Yeah, you're missing <laughs> some key information in there. Uh, <laughs> about a thousand key informations there. These are Nick Soriano's situation <laughs> and Pat Downey. There's not a lot of overlap. Okay. Um, it's the exact same situation. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sorry, Brad. We're not making fun, but there's you probably like Iowa and you want PD3 and it's okay. Without Nolf this weekend, do you think P Penn State may bump up Zane to 157? No chance. And possibly have for Clarence Russell 149 against Ohio State. No, no. chance. Zero percent chance that happens. So not burning for Clarence red shirt for a couple of duels. No way. We're gonna see uh, Fife Dog, Bo Pfeiffer at 157. They're not bumping Zane. Um, if Fix were to have his shirt pulled for some unknown reason today, what would he be ranked at? Uh, one ahead of Foss, which would be like fourth, fourth Third. or fifth, or so. Um, that's it. We what is like, Dean ranked? What is Heil ranked? Uh, like, nah. I'll look. Hold up. I got it right here. He is <clears throat> seventh behind Nick Lee. Nick Lee's sixth? That is one ahead of seven. You are mental math. Just like, boom. Nick Lee, top. He's the highest, highest Big Ten guy, right? Yes. Correct Amundo. Potential Big Ten champion. Well, 41's nuts. Who you got right now? Right now. Mm, his name is John, but they call him Yanni. Everybody, who got who y'all got at 141 right now? Kyle, go to the couch. Yanni. Yeah. Wow. Everybody got Yanni. Everyone's got the Yanni. I didn't. I didn't think it for the longest time, but he should not be the consensus pick like that. That's terrifying. What? This is crazy. Like, this is the his last match was he lost. His last, like, relevant match. relevant match. He lost. And yet everybody's picking him. It's like the, but I'm saying this is like the fourth or fifth year in a row where there's been a true freshman that could legitimately win and still blaze. And it's he awesome. Can. Yeah. He's my pick. I mean, listen, Meredith can. Jack can. Iron Man can. I think it's those four. I'm, you should never. The only reason. Two years of saying, I'm. I'm never going to pick against Dean again. I'm never going to pick against him again. I'm never picking against are him you, again. And now. Well, what are you doing? Well, no, you're not picking him. No. Are, no. You, are you? No. Different guy. That top five, it's basically like if you're doing percentages, they're just all at like 20%. No, top four. I'm not, I mean, are you factoring in oh, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. You, yeah, Zach, I didn't see Zach Rule's fifth. Yes, Hiles seven. So the top five being Meredith, Jack, Ironman, Yanni, Dean, in our heads. I'm not giving Dean 20% or nothing. Mm-mm. Uh, Ian Parker. I know, but he's still. <laughs> no. Yes, right now he's wrestling. He's not, not wrestling still. very well. No, he well. doesn't get 20%. I, he won two national titles. You're giving titles, him the so. same percentage as Yanni? He has more national titles than everyone else combined in that bracket. Therefore, yes, I still am giving him a shot to win. So did Matt McDonough. Different, yeah. I mean, things happen. Yeah. Things and he, change. And he could be injured or 
injured mentally or whatever, but he's still a two-time national Joe champ. Montana has more Super Bowls than so, Nick Foles. Does he have a better chance to win this year? So I think that's a little bit different. All right, Joe so Montana's if, like if Dean was zero and thirty, you would say, well, he won two titles. So well, I there's a big difference between zero and thirty and twenty-two and four. He's three and four in his last seven matches. I know. That's why I'm not picking him. That's why I'm not picking Listen, him. He doesn't have saying he's still you're not a even chance to win. The truth, because I guarantee you, if we if we were drawing names out of a hat and there were those five names in there, you pulled out Dean Heil, you would say crap. I would say crap. Oh, okay, not direct quote. You would yeah. say sugar. Darn it. That's if not. If we had a, if we had to bid on him, you would you would bid tw- the same amount on Dean as you would. If on... we were doing a fantasy draft and you had the number one pick, all five. I just said I'd take Yanni. Okay, so don't say this is twenty percent even. Okay, fine. Twenty two, twenty one, and Dean's like fifteen. Drop kick. Yeah. Another <laughs> drop kick. You're getting another drop kick. Neck punch. Stay seated. If Dean wins. Wouldn't be surprised in the least at all. And I hope he just gives middle fingers to everybody in his hometown of he, the land. Hey, uh, oh, nobody's, wow. nobody's rooting against him. Yeah. Nobody's rooting against him. Uh, that is bullcrap. There are so many people, maybe Hold not in this room, but there are so many people that root against Dean Heil. I understand not in this room, but there are so many people that do not like I Dean Heil. I would love to see Dean figure it out. I feel bad for him because it looks like he's just trying to figure it out. I would love for him to have success. But you cannot look at the data and what's going on right now and say he has an equal shot to win as. And here's here's another thing. It's not an fu moment if he wins it all. Like I, the reason there's doubt, it's not because he's almost losing to Jimmy Goulibon. It's because he's literally losing matches. He lost he lost two matches this weekend. Two guys he's beaten. He never lost to Bryce Meredith, and he lost to him. He would beaten Jaden Hireman kind of soundly before, and he lost mm. to him. Um, I don't know if he'd rest. He never lost to Kevin Jack, and he lost to him. That's not true. He's like three and two. Oh, yeah, he's definitely lost to Kevin Jack. True, his freshman year, right? But if Dean does win, though, he's going to give an awesome press conference. Freshman year, he didn't lose any matches as sophomore. He lost to yeah. Oh yeah, he lost to Cade Moss that same year, so it was a little little different Dean. But yeah, so he's lost to, so he's lost to him. But yeah, that's one forty-one. It's amazing. It's time to go. Also, you guys may have not noticed, Benjamin Darmstadt, number three in the country, guys. I'm just saying. It's amazing. Amazing. It's amazing. Everyone wrote him off in the spring. This is the guy that should have a chip on his shoulder because of the haters in here. A hater across from me. Dude, I love Ben Darmstadt. And you know what? You know what our bet was going to be? Our, what our bet was. Ben Darmstadt knows I love Ben Darmstadt. The problem was he, he lost to a guy on his own team. Okay. He wasn't even the best Ben on his team at the time. Okay. And some people can see through the bigger picture, and some people are just prisoners of the moment. Okay. Some people have vision. Okay. It's called vision, Willie. You just – and these glasses give me great vision. You once told me you would take Chad Red's freshman year over Ben Darmstadt's freshman year. Because I thought he was JV. No. You know, come on. Well, that's bad vision. That's bad vision. If you it's could, bad vision, he lost to Ben Otis. If you couldn't foresee that a true freshman would make improvements in the Cornell room, okay, and that he was the better overall prospect and talent, this that is summer. an issue. That's what well, he lost to him in freestyle. Ben Honus? Uh, I don't know. He didn't have. Listen, a great, he didn't have. We're talking about ben, freestyle dog. Ben, this is folk ben style. Didn't have a great summer. This is. A, he's a folk styler. Wrestling folk style. The man was made to folk. Okay, and he you got beat by Matty Ace this year. He's also beaten everyone else. He beat right. Nicholas. Congrats on oh. Ben Darmstadt. Congrats on Ben Darmstadt. Congrats to Ben Darmstadt. Congrats Number three. With Ben Darmstadt. Oh. 
All right. Thanks, Asics. We'll be back Thursday. We out.